Home. It is more than four walls and a roof. Home is a feeling. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and I believe that home is the most important place on the planet. Here, I dive into all things home, whether it's tips from my latest DIY project or interviews that examine what gives a house that something special. Join me as I get to the heart of the home. In today's culture of bigger is better, Shavonda Gardner of SG Style and her wife went against the norm and decided to downsize. They moved their family from a spacious house to a small cottage where every inch counts. Shavonda believes living large has nothing to do with your square footage, and she says downsizing has changed their lives and their bank accounts for the better. Hey guys, I'm jumping in for a minute to tell you about today's sponsor, Stag Design. Stag Design gives you beautiful products you can mix and match effortlessly to create your perfect home. Use the code Heart of the Home for $10 off your next purchase. At Stag Design, we believe home is what we make it. You can find us at stagdesignshop.com. That's Stag with two G's. Shavonda, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Jen. How are you? I'm good. Okay, so for listeners who may not know about you or your design aesthetic, I guess just give us a little synopsis into who you are. Um, Okay, so hi, everyone. My name is Shavonda Gardner, and I live in Sacramento, California. And um, I would say my design aesthetic is, I call it bohemian eclectic i'm definitely much more on the eclectic scale than full-scale bohemian or at least what most people um attribute bohemian style to be um i really love to just mix patterns and styles and i basically um really just go with my gut and if i love it it'll fit and it always does uh so yeah that's my aesthetic pretty much in a nutshell How did you get drawn to this space of design and sharing your designs online and uh, with an Instagram following and, and tell me how you landed here. here. So I really landed here. I started as a blogger. Uh, That was my kind of initial dive into this whole social media space. And I started blogging after design school, actually. Um, I was in design school during the Great Recession, if you will. So back in like 2008, 9, 10, that um, time frame. And it was really difficult for me while I was in design because I just kind of felt like there was no way I was going to be able to make anything of this passion um, that I wanted because people at the time were losing their homes. You know, People couldn't afford to even pay their mortgage. There was no way they were going to be able to afford to pay a designer. So I kind of thought of a way to, you know, kind of go about design in a very different and non-traditional way. Like rather than, you know, opening a studio and having employees and, and doing things that way, I really wanted to go about it in a different way. So I discovered blogging and this was before blogging was like as big as it, as it is now. Um, and there weren't very many design blogs um, or design bloggers at the time. So I really just started blogging as a way to stay connected to the world of design, but to do it in a, in a non-traditional way, if you will. Uh, and then it just kind of grew from there. Talk about your 
home, I know you guys went through a big downsizing process where you and your family were living in one home. And why did you just decide to downsize? Oftentimes, I think going bigger is is more glamorous or people think that that's where it's at. But you shared that, that downsizing was right for your family. Why? So yes, um, you are correct. We were in a very, um, you know, typical builder grade, about 2,400 square feet, four bedroom, three bathroom house. You know, we had a formal living room and a family room in it and all of that. Um, and about Three years into our home ownership there, you know, we just really started to gauge how we were actually living in our home and realized that there was an entire half of our house that we never went in. Um, you know, we aren't a formal family, so we never used our formal dining and living room spaces. You know, that area was connected to our front door. So really the only time we ever went into that room was when we would answer the front door. Other than that, we came in through the family room and realized that once we did the numbers, we realized that we were actively living in only about half of that. So we were only living in about 1200 square feet. And at this time, our children were younger. So I know that a lot of time people feel like when you have young children, you have like you need the space. And that was our mindset going into purchasing that house is that, oh my gosh, we have so much space. We have so much room to grow. Um, you know, the kids could really spread out, but we just realized that we weren't spreading out. We were, you know, we were all kind of bunching up in the same, you know, space. Uh, so we just kind of decided like, we're not using half of our house. Why are we paying for the mortgage and to heat and to air condition it and to, you know, to pay for the maintenance for it. So we just decided, you know, we should really give some serious thought to downsizing. Uh, so that's what we did. How has that process been? I mean, were you, how did you sell it to your kids? <laughs> were you like, okay, kids, we're moving into a smaller house. <laughs> uh, basically, that was it. Um, you know, like I said, our kids were younger. So like they didn't really have an understanding of what it meant to, they didn't have an understanding of space. Or what it meant to, you know, live in a small house versus live in a big house. Uh, at the time, my daughter was 11, uh, I believe, 11. And our son was like six, five or six, something like that. So, you know, they were younger and they, they didn't really care about any of that. I think it would be a hard sell now. Like if we were, you know, if our kids are, are their, were their age now, our daughter's 16 and our son is 11. So had we been in that house this entire time and then try to come to our 15 or to our 16 and 11 year old now and say, hey, guys, we're downsizing, that would that would not go over as well. Um, but because they were so young, they just were like, OK, mom, whatever. Do you feel like living in a smaller space changes your family dynamic? It changes the way that you interact with each other. You know, you don't have that extra space to spread out and cool off if somebody's in a bad mood. You can't go into another space in the house. But how has that changed how you live? And has it been a positive thing? Uh, it's changed how we live astronomically, 100 um, percent. As you said, I will say this, it has definitely made us closer uh, just by the sheer proximity of the fact that there's nowhere to run or hide. Um, you know, like everyone kind of has to share the space. So um, it's made us closer, uh, both physically and I would say just as a family, um, we've become more aware of one another. 
I would like to think that it's taught us to be more respectful of, um, of each other's personal space and more understanding of the fact that we're all in this together. That does, of course, come with a learning curve because we have a teenage daughter and you're about Emotions. to find out real quick, Jen, <laughs> what it's like no. to live with a teenage No, nope. we have already talked about it. Our kids are not growing up. Like we've yeah. agreed um, they're just going to stay little. So yeah. we're good. <laughs> so, you know, navigating her emotions and her feel, you know, when you're a girl, you just, you already just have no patience for anything. Um, so it's been interesting navigating that as she's gotten older, but I would say just overall it, we are close as a family and we, we really love being, um, in a smaller home, honestly, overall we do. So you guys have also been renovating this house and, and making a lot of changes. You kind of say it like that because I know you're, you're in the thick of a big project right now. I caught you right in the middle of it. Is it different renovating and designing for a small home than it is a bigger home? Absolutely. Um, and the number one thing is really the space, the consideration of space. Um, in a larger home, you can kind of make that concession. And, you know, if you have two living spaces in your home, say you can really, you know, use that secondary living space as like storage, as, you know, a place to like plop down everything and kind of make that kind of the home base for everything that's going on with the renovation. When you're in a smaller house, there is nowhere like your everyday active living spaces become like Grand Central Station. Like literally as I speak right now, I have boxes, I have a vanity, a sink, shiplap, lighting, and tile all in our living room. And we only have one living room <laughs> and it's not that large. So we're kind of ducking and dodging around things. Um, and so, yeah there's definitely a difference between renovating in a small space and renovating in one that's larger. And I also think that that you have to be a lot smarter about what you put into a space because everything has to be multifunction, multi-use. You can't have any anything just to be there, right? Because it's not a very big space. Correct. I'd say the only things that you can have in a space that's just to be there are accessories, things like flowers and you know, whatever it is that you choose to like style your tabletop with. But other than that, your furniture pieces need to be really well thought out. Every single square inch of space is, you know, like precious real estate. So you have to make sure that you're making wise decisions about how you're, what you're putting in that space. In a culture where people are always like, oh, our home has this many bedrooms, this many bathrooms, it's this much square feet. How have you been able to kind of block out that noise and go, no, small living is really better for our family? Uh, I think it's because I just don't put very much stock or weight into what is perceived as right or normal. Um, I really just, you know, you... Jen are kind of like the spokesperson for creating a home with heart and, and making that home really whatever it is that it means to you and your family. So Aww. I just kind of keep that really at the heart of it, <laughs> pun intended, um, <laughs> <laughs> at, the heart of, at the heart of what we do is this is for my family. This is 
my, this is our home. This is how we live. I don't design for other people. We don't use our home in a way that, you know, other people may use it. And so it's nice, especially right now, because we're renovating the only bathroom that we have in the house. It would be wonderful to have a second toilet to use right now. Um, but at the end of the day, we realize and know that we have everything that we need in this house. We don't need anything more. And so um, that's really kept us grounded and kept us focused on um, really enjoying our house is blocking out, you know, and blocking out that noise of, but you have to have, or, but this is better. Um, you know, I, we just don't live by that. Has it been better for your pocketbook as well? Oh, yes, absolutely. Talk about that a little bit, how living small has been better for your budget. So we essentially cut our mortgage in half. Wow. Yeah, just about in half. We were able to put down a larger percentage, um, you know, towards the down payment of this house. So we, you know, and and I'll just put this out there and just be very transparent. So in California, where, you know, prices are known to be not the most affordable. <laughs> um, our mortgage is under a thousand dollars. What? Yeah. Okay. That's not just California crazy. That's like anywhere crazy. I know. I know. Um, so we are, you know, our mortgage is at under a thousand dollars. Um, we were able to pay down some debt, our expenses to heat. And, um, you know, air condition, the home is much smaller. Our house is smaller. It doesn't take that much to heat it. It doesn't take that much to cool it down. Um, You know, and then when you live smaller, just all of the other things come along with it. We're not furnishing as much. Um, We're not, you know, having to buy as many things to fill up the home. And so, yeah. And it, you know, so much so that we were able to go down to essentially a single income household. I mean, we're, we're, we're a dual income household now because I work for myself, but we are able to, if something happens and it did happen last year, um, where there's a job loss or, you know, there's not that like both of us bringing in a steady income, we're able to still afford to live the same way that we're living now um, and and not feel that that um, crunch. You definitely make living small look living large, though, because your spaces are so rich in color. Um, just your design choices are so thoughtful. What tips do you have for people who are like, okay, maybe I need to think smaller. Maybe it's time to downsize. I think the number one tip that I would suggest for anyone considering downsizing is to think about why it is that you want to downsize. Um, I definitely would not suggest it be a choice that you make because it's something that's really popular right now or trendy um, or seems like it's the next big thing, you know, with like the tiny house movement and, and all of that. Um, this is a this is a lifestyle change, and I think that's th- that would be like the number one thing I want to stress is that when you choose to downsize your life and downsize your home, particularly if you're doing it with children or with a partner, is you have to remember that you're you're changing your lifestyle. 
you're changing the way that you're used to living in space and your relationship with space and your relationship with home and all of that really does change. Um, so once you kind of settle with that and get that nailed down, it's really easy from there. You don't have to change your aesthetic. Um, I have black walls. And they're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, nothing has to change in terms of your aesthetic and your style and what you like. It's just the way you go about pulling it together uh, that changes a little bit. And do you think that this has really had a positive impact on your life and your family's life? So it was totally worth it. Any regrets? Um, not going to lie. I do have one regret at the moment. Is it having another bathroom? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I just nailed it. You wish you, you had another it. bathroom. Yes. Um, so we are in a two bedroom, one bath. We're in about 1200 square feet. So the square footage of our home is wonderful. I do not feel like we need another inch. If we had two bedrooms, two baths in our 1200 square feet, I would be 100% happy. Um, so it's not necessarily the lack of space. It's the lack of that, that room. Um, so yeah, having that second bathroom would be really wonderful. Would be a game changer. <laughs> so if you're downsizing, maybe look for that extra bathroom. That's your one. Yes, that's your number it, one tip. That would be my number one tip, particularly if you have teenage daughters. <laughs> yeah. So that that's really the big thing. And honestly, I might just be feeling that way right now because we're out of the one bathroom that we do have. Um, when we have our bathroom available, it's really not bad. It really isn't. Do you mind me asking what you're doing without your one bathroom? Oh, God. I know everybody's wondering this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we actually haven't had a shower, haven't had access to our shower or bathtub in about three weeks, <gasps> three and a half weeks. What? Yeah. Yeah. Girl. I know. So the toilet is still functional. We've kept the toilet. We've basically, I framed this renovation around not taking us completely out of the game. So, you know, I'm, we're kind of working in phases and making sure that we at least still have access to the toilet. Um, but we have a really wonderful community of neighbors who are just so openly allowing us to use their showers every day. We've had neighbors bring us meals like they've they've brought us full on meals because they just know what it's like to be in the middle of a renovation and like time gets away from you. So they're making sure that we eat and um yeah, it's it's been really great. And I think that's another thing is I feel like people um, don't rely on each other as much. Like, you know, a lot of times we feel like it's such an inconvenience for us to um, kind of spill into our community when we're going through something or when we're choosing to do something. But I have to look at it like, what would I do? If my neighbors were going through a full-scale renovation and I knew it, I would absolutely, without a doubt, say, please come. We're going to cook you dinner tonight. You can use our showers. Like I would do that because that's just the kind of person I, ha I am. And I have to realize that my neighbors are like that too. And, you know, and just kind of trust that 
everything's going to be okay. And it has been. So that's, we're, we're definitely so, so thankful that we live in the neighborhood that we do. And we have such great community. So not only selling small living, but also upping the price of your neighborhood right now, because everybody's like, I want to move into that neighborhood. Right. Let's go right. find a house, a, a small house in the neighborhood where the neighbors cook you dinner and let you use their shower. Exactly. <laughs> and honestly, when we decided to downsize, the neighborhood was, I would say, probably the number two on the list of why we chose this home. Um, we lived in new construction before. And, you know, I don't know how it's like in other areas of the country, but, you know, where we live, a lot of times in the new construction where it's like the tract house, people just, there's, there's not that sense of like old school community. Um, you know, we lived there for, like I said, about three and a half, almost four years. And like, we knew one neighbor, not very many people spoke and there were no get togethers or anything like that. And so we moved into an older neighborhood, very well established where we have block parties and we have, you know, neighborhood Christmas parties. People look out for each other. We take care of one another. It really became about this great sense of community. So really what we lost in terms of space, we more than gained in terms of just overall living in wellness. Um, yeah, we're really happy here. Well, Shavonda, I certainly think you're just a great example of maximizing what you have and making it work for you and your family's needs. And of course, you know, I love you. We've known each other for many years. So thank you so much for joining us and being a guest on The Heart of the Home. Anything for you, Jen. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm Jennifer Stagg, and you've been listening to The Heart of the Home. I hope you'll subscribe, review, and rate this podcast, and tune in next episode for more Heart of the Home. Thank you so much for listening.